0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Solo Nick podcast for week three. We're back again. Three weeks down in the season twenty-two to go. Uh, big week this week. Another exciting week of rugby league. Uh, I watched only the late Friday night game and about half of the Sunday night game. So very minimal rugby league watching this weekend. Uh but we'll, we'll give it a crack on the Solo Nick podcast. No AFL chat on this podcast, you know, unlike when in Wednesday night podcast. No chat about some bloke called Dom. You would, you'd never see a rugby league player called Dom. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So no chat about that. Uh, start off with a couple of, of updates. Theme park update following on from last week. Uh, gave you the wet and wild update. Uh, went to SeaWorld today. New show. Thunder Lake. Pretty good. Have to admit, good show. On a few roller coasters, uh, eight year old son lost his shoe. Uh, sorry, didn't lose his shoe, thong broke. Um, Javiana just snapped straight up, bang. First thing just after the show when we got there, wouldn't let us on the ride without shoes. Had a bit of a blow up with the girl on the ride, didn't understand why he wasn't allowed on the uh, the whatever, whatever roller coaster it was without a shoe. so you know had a bit of an argument with some 16 year old girl working at SeaWorld, but it is what it is had to go to the billabong shop and buy him a new pair of thongs for 20 bucks which was a bit unfortunate did a bit of fishing this afternoon at home got uh we're lucky enough to to buy an older house on one of the small canals here on the coast uh just after christmas so we're keen to do a bit of fishing off the back managed to get a trevally today but it, it just got away wife caught it um Got it right up to the pontoon, but it dived under the pontoon, snapped off, got away. So we went back out just at night time, just after the kids had gone to bed, to try catch it again. Uh, it's a bit harder to cast at night time, so I've casted, trying to get on the bank, just trying to catch a few little brims, and I've actually casted onto the neighbour's uh, wooden pontoon thing. You know, little little jetty type thing. Ours is one of the pontoons that goes up and down. Theirs is a fixed wooden pontoon, so. I've casted onto there and it's stuck there Uh, Haven't met them yet A little bit of RP data and Facebook stalking tells me that they're in Japan Uh, They'll be back soon So haven't met them but someone's at the house, I don't know who So I'm a bit afraid to go over there and unhook my line from their jetty So I've just left the rod out there, hooked onto their jetty And I'll go unlock it in the morning, I'll be up before they're awake So yeah, bit of an update there how the duffel bag boy's going? You might ask. Last week, huge week. Ended up with 1273 post updates, which pushed me up into 228th overall. Great week. Uh yep. One of the you know easily the highest I've been ranked after round two. And pushing on this week, 1042 was looking was looking so good. But I mean, today's been a disaster. Last night was a disaster with Cleary and the Sharkies boys didn't really do too much, but I think a ten forty two might be around about par or maybe a touch above. I mean it's it's been a pretty shit house week, apart from Tedesco and Turbo, to be honest. So not too bad. Ten forty two, hoping to stay in that top five hundred this week. Uh, tip for this week is don't ask for advice, especially don't ask Copes for advice. I'd, I'd had Napa locked into my team all week this week to play in my 17. Friday night I got the jitters and I played Dylan Brown ahead of him. Oh, that's obviously cost me about 50 points after Napa crossed for another try. Blade played try-score machine at the moment, old Napa. So going to be some good price rises there from jumping on um, Big Papi early in the season but unfortunately he's 50 points this week add that to the 50 points i lost by not playing brown last week and it's it's just adding up so stick with your gut that's my piece of advice for this week don't don't rely on others to uh to tell you who to play just stick with your gut and roll with it all right we'll do the usual hits misses injuries up a bucket load of injuries this week that might take a while and then some other players uh, some of the hits for my team personally are uh, Mr. Lover Lover, I love a lover head girl. Mr. Lover Lover, I love a lover head girl. They got me Mr. Bombastic. 65. Great score from Mr. Lover Lover. Didn't play him, but still. 65. Solid. Uh, looks like the Friday night games are the only ones that have updated so far. Had CNK with a 90. Great score. Loving CNK at the moment. Uh, loving the hairdo. And, you know, really getting the Raiders going, which is great there. Bateman, another another Raiders player, 96. Had both of these guys uh, since the start of the year. I haven't made any trades yet. No trades during the for the first two trading periods, which is the first time I've ever done that. So, started with both CNK and Bateman, who both almost tunned up this week. Also started with Gutho, who had a 96 this week, which is excellent. He's been another great uh, pod, slash borderline pod, to start the year. And Tedesco is back, 133. Huge score from Teddy on Friday night for the Roosters. So some good scores there Friday night, you know, Friday evening, Friday night. And you can see why the weekend started off well and it was all looking pretty good. It was a bit downhill from there, though. A couple of other hits. Garrick, obviously, didn't play him, but 54. He'll make some good cash this week. Jerbo, 59. That's all right. Burr, 61. Again, didn 't play him, uh, I mean you know he was a late late start from the bench, so you can 't really expect to play him but sixty one had a line break in there, just had a bunch of base stats this week, just for some reason i mean i 've only got him down here as playing thirty seven minutes so you take that line break off and that 's still about forty nine points in base in thirty seven <laughs> minutes, which is awesome, so burr 's going to make some good cash, which is excellent. Nakora, another decent score at the 56, uh, a couple of attacking stats thrown in there, what has he got? He's got a try, so he's still around about 40 without that try, which is pretty good for a base price, center wing. Napa, like I said, 81, another huge game, he's going to really jump up in price, which is going to be awesome, and he could be. Uh, he's going to be an easy upgrade to a fallen gun in 3 or 4 weeks, which is excellent. Madison from the Tigers, not too bad, 58, we'll take it, one try assist, Uh, the base stats there are a bit underwhelming, but yeah, you'll still take a 58 there, and Garner with a 49, probably got to give a special shout out to Garner, went off early with an AC injury, only played the 32 minutes in total, but was sitting on about 12 or 13 and then come back to, to snatch a try and a... A bunch of other runs and tackles to get up to 49. So, huge effort there from Garner, which which I'm very proud of. So, well done, son. Well done. Misses. Bunch of misses this week, obviously. Uh, just cracking the 1,000. You're going to get that. Black Laurie, 53, and he started. Never been on him, but he uh, he looks like a good cash cow in the forwards. One that I wish that I had. Ponga, 24 points. Seriously, mate. I mean, you've got a you got to start doing something. If you get shifted to fullback like you did in the back end of that Knights game on Friday evening, that'll be the best thing to ever happen to owners like myself. But if he's not shifted back to fullback, I'm going to look long and hard at potentially moving him this week because that's just rubbish. Sivo, 84, don't have him, but great score there. He's going to get some good price rises, which is good for owners. Sean Lane, obviously I have him, as you probably know. Only 42 this week from Lane. He's got a... Didn't manage to get any attacking stats against the against the Roosters. Uh, got to come back to earth eventually. Still been good the first three weeks, um, so I'm going to hold him. Reed Marnie, didn't play him. Wasn't expecting any attacking stats, so 38 points from him with no attack. That's where he's been at for the first um, couple of weeks, you know, without those line breaks and line break assists. So... That's about where he is. 35 to 40 in base, plus whatever he can get from attack. Kieran from the Warriors, another poor week. The Warriors are just an absolute joke at the moment. You know, looked good against the Dogs week one, and then just absolute garbage against the Tigers week two, and against Manly week three. Kieran, 27 points with a couple of goals. So, five missed tackles. Didn't do anything else. The Warriors as a whole didn't do anything, so... Kieran disappointing there, but he'll still make some cash. Fafita, for 46, bit underwhelming, potentially maybe some upgrades to come there, but 55 minutes, not what you want to see, especially with the injury to Gallon in that game. Would have thought Fafita might have played a few more minutes, but Jack Williams got 45 minutes this week, um, which is a bit worrying there, to be honest. Hopefully Fafita bounces back. Not gonna trade him, obviously, because he's a front row gun, but still forty six underwhelming. Cleary, twenty nine. Don't know what to do with him. Just Panthers are just a bit of a shambles at the moment and Cleary's Cleary's right up there. He did score sixty plus last week, but yeah, twenty nine, not good. Not good. Uh Dylan Brown from Penrith, tough matchup against the reigning premiers, but thirty five, pretty average pretty average to be honest, uh, forced out. try contribution in there, was hoping for a bit more, but again, against the Roosters, you can't expect them to do too much, and then had Arrow as my captain uh, late this evening in the last game of the round, he went off at the end of the game, which is a bit unfortunate, um, minutes were well down on last week, and only 41 points, so a bit of a shambles there, a bit of a shambles there with Arrow as captain to be honest, but... Yeah, what are you going to do? My other option was Cook. Uh, I had him locked in, so not much of a difference between the two of them. With Cook only scoring 50, uh, Burgess with a 54 in that game, uh, no attacking stats this week. So back to back to where you'd normally expect him. Bit of a tight tussle there with the Titans uh, losing by 8 points. But Cook, Burgess and Arrow, pretty similar output in that game. Alright, let's go with some other guys uh, to look at and then we'll jump on to the injuries after that. I think Jack Bird, he's, uh, as Wenin would say, he's one to watch. One to watch, that's something that Wenin really likes to say, one to watch. Jack Bird, 55, try, line break. He's, he's been good, he's been good through the first three weeks. So keep an eye on him, potentially look at him. He's, he's a tricky price there in the 300k's but might be worth a look. Paul Vaughan, another good score, 62. Start off the season really well, all base. He's, he's a decent option in front row. Rapana only had a 35 this week to go with a low score in his first game. He's going to be dropping in price. Uh, could be an option. I think he had a career year a couple of years ago, and I don't think that he's going to repeat that, but might be worth a look. Hodgson, another low score this week with a 41, which did include... A try assist, so, Jesus. I mean, without that, he's 29 in full 80 minutes, which is horrible. I think you've got to go Cook and who knows for that second hooker at the moment, but it's not Hodgson, that's for sure. Clemmer, 67 for the Knights in that same game, all base. He is a front row keeper. Lock it in, full stop. 35 tackles, 17 runs, 14 of those over 8 metres. Love me some Clemmer. I will be trying to turn Napa into Clemmer in about three or four weeks' time. Fitzy with a 46 in that game. Wenin just sticks by his boy Fitzy, and he just keeps producing rubbish scores. No attacking stats to start the year for Fitzy, and he's a 45-point base player plus attack, so Wenin you just keep holding him, buddy. Just keep wishing. Interesting one here in the late Friday night game. Crichton played the full 80 for 61 points. All base, 34 tackles, 15 runs, couple of offloads. Going to drop in price this week and probably next week and maybe the week after as well. When he bottoms out, he will be a very popular trade-in come round five. Let's go from some poor scores to some good scores in that Manly side that absolutely pounded the Warriors, like we said earlier. Tommy Turbo, first game for the year, 142. Two tries, two try assists, three line breaks, two line break assists, one try contribution. Jesus, that is a huge score. That is a massive score from Tommy. And that hasn't even updated. That could be 150 plus. He's going to be a very popular trade in a couple of weeks' time. But just remember that first score will drop out of his rolling average and will only count for one price rise. So... His price may not jump too much. Uh, and people like myself who have got Simmonson or some other rookie in that backup fullback position, it's going to be a huge trade to trade up to Turbo. Potentially what I'm thinking is selling someone in my forward's uh, like a let's just say Madison for example, sell Madison, move Nakora to the second row, move Simmonson to center wing uh, bench, and bring in Tommy Turbo. Something like that because if you're going to go from Rook to Tommy Turbo, it's a it's a massive trader. You want to have a heap of cash in bank. But if you've got Nakora there in the center center wing, you can use some jewels to try and get Tommy in that way. DCE in the same game, 138 with a bunch of attacking stats. RTS in a beaten Warriors side had a couple of line breaks for a 67, which is a pretty good output. Uh, Jumping ahead to the middle game on Saturday night, and Josh Maguire is an interesting one. 67 minutes in the absence of Taubalolo. 75 points, 22 tackles, 23 runs. That's huge for Maguire. Um... I'm going to keep an eye on him next week. Again, as Wenin would say, one to watch. One to watch if he goes well next week. Um, he's he's worth a look, I think. With We we know Tamalolo's going to be out for an extended period, so Maguire is worth a look. Worth a look, Wenin, isn't he? Uh, the Panthers in general this week were just garbage. 32-2, to two, losers to the Storm. Their highest score was a fifty-one from Maloney, who forced four dropouts. So I mean, if your highest scores are fifty-one, it's garbage. The Storm, the Storm, oh, excuse me, the Storm have started the year really well, and they are SC killers at the moment. So Panthers, better days ahead for the Storm. Smithy was a, with a sixty-nine, is a pretty good output there. Six goals, thirty-seven tackles. Not many people are on Smithy, but he started the year okay, and he could be worth a look. But yeah, Cookie's still the the obviously the dominant Supercoach hooker at the moment. Uh, in the Tigers game, Farrow with a 59, couple of forced dropouts, but no attacking stats. 45 tackles and two hit runs only. So 59 points, Farrow's come back to the field. Issun Masters in the same game. Uh, 90 points, 5 offloads yet to update, he'll, he'll probably ton up, that's a huge score for Masters, showing that he he's a centre wing keeper for sure, and he's going to be one who we want to get into our team sooner rather than later, with a try assist, 2 line break assists, forced out, 21 runs, uh, and obviously the goals, no, didn't kick any goals today, but Masters, still a keeper, still one to look out for. A few more from that same game. Kirit Holland is absolute garbage. 29 points if anyone still has him. Got to go. Oaken the gemologist alike, who debuted on the wing, had a line break. 18 runs, 10 tackles. Great showing there. 51 points. Going to be an option in a couple of weeks uh, for people like myself who have got Simonson or Corey Allen or someone else who's underperforming. You know, Bulldogs had their first win of the year. I dare say he holds his spot. He's going to be worth a look in a couple of weeks. Reese Martin, got to to mention him, 55 points, 28 tackles, 3 goals. Uh, Very expensive, but if he can start and if he can keep playing the 80 minutes like he did today, we know what he can do. We know what I can do, but I would not be bringing him in this week. We've gotta, we've gotta see it again for a couple of weeks because the dogs are very up and down at the moment. So I would not want to pay 600k plus for someone with that uncertainty. But if he's, if he's looking good, uh, you know, after three or four games, he's definitely a one to upgrade to. That's for sure. All right, let's jump on. Oh, hang on, one more player, Cardi. Bryce Cartwright, it's time for the Cardi party, people. I'm telling you, 59 points, 80 minutes, only one force drop out, 31 tackles, four tackles missed, which is part of the Cardi experience, but is he back? Is he back? Uh, for some reason, he's getting more minutes than Jai Arrow. I don't know why, particularly, but he is. Ryan James moved into the front row today. So, who knows what's going on there at the Titans. But Cardi, 59 points in 80 minutes. Look out. Sangster's bloody wetting himself at the thought of the Cardi party coming back. Right, injuries. Okay, we're at 20 minutes already. So, we've got to knock these injuries out quickly. Haas. Payne Haas. Uh, alleged DUI. He's potentially going to have that suspension increased further. So, Haas owners. Bit of trouble there. Gareth Widop, Shoulder. Potential season done. Good news for Dufty. Potentially good news for Lomax. Jake Friend elbow burner, one to three weeks. Matty Moylan uh, hamstring, I think it was four to ten weeks. Potential good news for for anyone who's got Bryce and Cherry, uh, Bronson Cherry. He could be um, could be into that Sharkies team this week potentially. In that same game, Gallen uh, injured himself, one to six weeks. Probably not super coach relevant, but still. Braden Burns, jeez, that's burnt a lot of people. I did not go Burns this week. Uh, decided to hold my trades, but Burns has done his hammy in the twenty fourth minute and only scored eleven points. He's looking like it's it's anywhere from two to six weeks according to NRL physio. So, yeah, that's hurt a lot of people. That Braden Burns hammy. Benji's done something, I don't have it written down here, but he's potentially out for two to six weeks. I think it could be a hammy as well. Garner, like I mentioned earlier, injured his AC joint, but managed to battle on Bravely and came back into the fold, which is excellent news for Supercoach owners. Hopefully he won't miss any games. Uh, Nathan Cleary did not kick goals this week. Apparently he's got some sort of slight groin strain, but he's going to get work during the week, and he should be back kicking goals next week. JWH has injured his ribs. Uh, again, according to NRL Physio, it could be one to anything from one to six weeks depending on the severity of the injury, so we need to get an update from that early in the week. Nathan Peets, torn pec, six weeks plus out. Uh, obviously, Mitch Rain started today and played, I think he played the full 80, Mitch Raine. Um, only scored 36, though, 26 tackles. Not an option, so not a lot of Supercoach uh, impact from that Pete's injury, but just an interesting one. Unfortunate there for the Titans and unfortunate for Pete's. And then Foran. Some late news has come through just before I jumped on here that Foreign's going to be out for an extended period of time. It could be six, anywhere from four, I think, to six to ten weeks. Had a good game today, Foran, with a try and two line breaks and a try contribution, so... Going to be a shift around there. You'd think Marshall King goes to 6 with Leisha uh, into Hooker. Potentially another forward on the bench. Uh, or they might go for a utility. But let's presume they go for another forward. That actually could be bad news for Reese Martin there. Because if Leisha's starting Hooker, we know that Leisha is capable of playing 80. So interesting to see what the doggies do there. But bunch of injuries. The most significant Widop Moylan Braden Burns and Cleary and Garner, I think Cleary and Garner should be okay, but Braden Burns and Moylan look like they're going to miss some time, which is unfortunate for them and unfortunate for owners. Okay, All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Like I said, sitting on ten forty two at the moment. If up, if updates are nice like they've been the last couple of weeks, that could become an eleven hundred, which I think will be okay. Hopefully, hold spot in the top five hundred. Uh, and reset again for next week where I will be trusting my gut and not taking any advice from anyone. All right. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.